What's going on, good people? Welcome to Live by the Three Raptors podcast with your boy Curly. Give me a follow on Instagram at Live by the Period Number Three and on Twitter at Live by the Zero Three. Well, I certainly wish that we would be doing a reaction pod under different circumstances, but Game Two on October 27th, the Raptors. We're on a quick road trip to Chicago to take on the Bulls, and they unfortunately fall short in overtime, 104 to 103, and arguably one of the more bizarre games I've ever had an opportunity to witness. Yeah, just a real strange game, and you know, some you could blame it on the ref, some you could blame it on on poor execution down the stretch, but either way, whenever these games are close and sloppy the margin for error is very small because at any point the other team can take over by capitalizing on your miscues and Chicago was a team that was capitalizing on the miscues going down to stretch but we're gonna break in break that down a lot further as we go on throughout this episode but Let's go over some stats very quickly. The Raptors shot 47% from the field, 39 for 83, 9 for 36 from 3, giving them 25%, and 16 for 25 from the free throw line at 64%. The Bulls shot 37 for 99 from the field, uh, just around 37%, 8 for 39 from 3 at under 21%, and 22 for 28. Kind of a telltale of how this game played out at just under 79% from the line. Now, a couple stats that really stand out, and this is outside of the poor free throw shooting, the poor three-point shooting. There's two particular stats that stand out. For me, the personal fouls. Now, we can get into a discussion of whether the refs were favoring the Bulls or not. It definitely appeared that way, but I've always said, and I've maintained, if you have been a long-time listener of this podcast... If you leave the game in the hands of the ref, you deserve to lose. Now, I definitely don't think that was the case. But had the Raptors been a little bit more disciplined on the defensive end, um, there was a lot of gambling this game. And let me be clear, the defense was great tonight. They competed. They held the team, which is the Chicago Bulls, at shooting just around 37% from the field. And like I said, under 21% from three more times than not when that happens you're going to win basketball games and it just was very unfortunate with poor execution down the stretch turning over the ball costly mistakes defensive miscues sending them to the foul line when it mattered most after having a double digit lead after being down double digits in the early part of the game to lose the way that they did in overtime is definitely discouraging and disheartening and the last stat, it would have to be the turnovers. 21 turnovers tonight. Now, with the way that the Raptors are currently set up to play, which is their defense feeding their offense, their half-court offense is, is non-existent, and like I said earlier, there's there was a lot of gambling, these things will happen. And while I do feel that thing, like this particular stat, and especially the fouls as well, will normalize as the season goes on, In the short term, it's not good. And when you're turning over the ball, you're giving the opposition the opportunity to run away with the game. And the Bulls definitely took advantage in the early part of the game. And 
while the fast break points favored the Bulls by a slight margin, 14 to 12, it was the points off turnovers that was the real discrepancy, 23 to to 16 in favor of the Bulls. And you know, you you cut down on the turnovers, it gives you a better shot at winning the game. A little bit more discipline on the defensive end, less gambling. It more or less plays out differently, but was not the case tonight, unfortunately. But after everything that I've just said, the most discouraging part of this is the half-court offense. The half-court offense, back-to-back games, was not very good. Now, the Raptors definitely had their moments. OG, who went down with uh, muscle cramps again, um, but he, he was great. In the half court, Scotty Barnes was was super aggressive. Uh, Gary Trent Jr. was was a, a night and day performance in comparison to last game. He was stellar tonight. Um, not efficient, but definitely effective. As I've said throughout the offseason and going into this season, the defense was never a concern with this team. And, and the way that they're currently constructed and the way that they're trying to play where they're trying to feast in the transition. The Bulls did a tremendous job getting back on defense for a majority of the night, and that's part of the reason why they got out to a, a, a big lead in the early parts of the game. It, it forces the Raptors to really hunker down and try to figure out. And like last game, Dennis had the ball majority of the time, and... It stuck at times. Now, he, he did finish with seven assists last game, I believe, and ten assists tonight. But there was a lot of isolation basketball that was alive and well. Now, part of it was matchup dependent, where the Raptors were able to feast on the mismatches that were presented towards them. But when they got back on defense, as, as I previously mentioned, they were not effective. The, the ball would stick uh, the ball movement was not crisp. Point uh, .5 offense was non-existent. This is where the Raptors are going to have trouble with, and this is what happens when you build a team, and talking to Masai right now, you build a team that is built on great athletes, great physical talents, but you do not have the skill. And that's not a slight to anyone. We have tremendous players on our team. They have grown tremendously to the point of being considered for all-star all-nba rookie of the year defensive player of the year these guys have grinded to that point and and for me to uh, disrespect their accomplishments in any capacity would be uh, not only a disservice to them uh, but it would be a disservice as a fan to the raptors to to really downplay the improvements of these great players on uh, on this team but there are limitations and while Dennis is great off the pick and roll, great getting downhill, he's not a great shooter. And he struggled tonight shooting 3 for 11. When OG goes down, you're losing that defense and the ability to shoot the ball from the perimeter. Now, he, he didn't shoot 1-4. Well, the Raptors in general didn't shoot particularly well from 3, like I said, 9 for 36, shooting 25% from the perimeter. But the Raptors are going to have a hard time winning basketball games if more games end up like this, where the teams are getting back, they're limiting the transition opportunities, uh, 
the lack of discipline on the offensive end and the defensive end um, and, and key moments, the Raptors are going to have an uphill battle all season long if this is indeed the case. Now, they're not going to be consistent negative shooting nights like tonight. But where is that offense going to come from when the Raptors are stuck in the mud? Uh, Jalen McDaniels continues to find his footing, hasn't hit a three yet. He he shot 0 for 4 tonight. Uh, Precious Achua fouled out. Uh, He he shot 2 for 5, 1 for 3 from 3, but did get to the free throw line. Uh, Malachi Flynn continues to struggle. Uh, Grady Dick really can't pile on a rookie with limited opportunities, 8 minutes between 2 games. Uh, But you love his energy, you love his hustle. Chris Boucher was was great tonight after, I guess, Raptor Lion was concerned about his his DMP, and I I definitely felt like it was matchup dependent, and as you saw, he was tremendous tonight. But the starters log in heavy minutes, and all the bench players that I, I mentioned, there's limited shot creation. And in a game where your half court offense is struggling, where your bread and butter in transition is struggling as well, not having that shot creator, that guy that can go one-on-one in isolation and, and create efficient and productive opportunities, this is where Raptors are going to struggle. And I don't know if that guy is available for the Raptors. Uh, there have been numerous opportunities, and we've been linked to tremendous shot creators, the likes of Kevin Durant, Donovan Mitchell, uh, Damian Lillard, and so on. But... I don't see that guy developing for the Raptors, and I don't see that guy rescuing the Raptors. But we're only two games into the season. I don't want to seem all doom and gloom, but it's going to be interesting to see how the Raptors respond uh, as the season goes on. Like, there's any more, 80 more games left, of course. But this was a tough one. This was a tough one. And like I said, when the, the sloppier the game the more likely it's going to sway either way, and it definitely swayed in the Bulls' favors tonight, unfortunately. But I will say this. The Raptors have been building a team over the last couple of years, being a and inspiring to be a great defensive team, and their defense is going to have to be perfect day in and day out if there are going to be more games like this. Uh, they definitely have... The ability they definitely have the athletes to do so but with that comes wear and tear with injuries and whatnot and that's part of the frustration from last season is that these guys were very top heavy um, definitely not the case now but you do not want to have your your starters logging in heavy minutes but uh, we'll see how this season goes on now let's quickly get into the stat lines tonight of our Beloved Raptors, we'll start with Pascal Siakam tonight. Um, didn't shoot the ball particularly well, but his fingerprints were all over the game. He logged in 41 minutes tonight. Um, not unfamiliar territory for Pascal, but uh, struggled to shoot from the outside, struggled to get to the free throw line, uh, something that we have grown accustomed to, especially over the last couple of seasons, but has yet to break the 20-point mark, and I think that in a in a contract year, I think in a contract year, he is going to be better. I I don't think we've seen the best of Pascal yet. Clearly, 
there is an adjustment period, uh, um, not as much isolation, more um, more off-ball movement, moving off the catch, something that he's going to have to get accustomed to, and there's definitely some growing pains. But I have no doubt that All-NBA Pascal will make his appearance much sooner rather than later. 18 points tonight, 8 rebounds, 2 assists on 7 for 15 shooting from the field. Uh, one for five from three and three for five from the free throw line. OG Ananobi, unfortunately, went down with muscle cramps again. Now, that could be a hydration thing. That could be an overworking thing. But early on in the game, outside of his poor three-point shooting tonight, he was stellar. He was an absolute bully. He was active on both ends of the floor, uh, taking his time in the paint, not rushing, uh, being more sure of himself, he he was great when he was on the floor, and I I definitely felt that they missed him as the game went on, and as Demar started to get going down the stretch. But we hope that he's not out for a long period of time, that he's able to get the treatment, get hydrated, and be ready to go for tomorrow night. But We'll see how that goes. 11 points, 3 rebounds, 2 steals, 5 for 8 shooting from the field, 1 for 4 from 3, uh, 0 for 1 from the free throw line. Scotty Barnes, who was absolutely spectacular tonight outside of a couple miscues down the stretch, uh, bailing out DeMar DeRozan, he was phenomenal. We are seeing Scotty Barnes of year one. He is hunting down mismatches. He is being super aggressive. I love that he took two threes from the outside, hitting one of them. I love that he's not shying away from the contact. I I love his decision-making, especially out in transition, as we know. But Scotty is one of the better passers of this game. And he continues to build on an impressive start to the season. There's not a doubt in my mind that if he's able to continue this level of play, that he will be an all-star. But Scotty's defense tonight especially on the likes of Zach Levine whom it is is dealing with some back issues but nonetheless his ability to stay in front of one of the more explosive guards in in the league is nothing short but impressive and he he's doing it all got a triple double tonight 22 points 10 rebounds 10 assists and two blocks uh, 9 for 14 shooting from the field One for two from three, three for four from the free throw line, and logging in 39 minutes. So, again, it is early, but Scotty is answering the call. And I'm excited to see how he progresses as the season goes on. But early on, on, Scotty has been tremendous. Jakob Pertl, only 19 minutes tonight, 8 points, 6 rebounds on 4 for 5 shooting from the field. Um, I'm I'm very interested to see how this plays out throughout the rest of the season. I know Coach Darko was speaking very highly of Yak, and he is an underrated passer and how a lot of the offense would be going through Yak. But uh, he's definitely a guy that struggles on the perimeter, so I feel like Yakub's usage will definitely be matchup dependent. But staying under 30 minutes is probably... Not what I expected for Jakob. I think I would expect him to play around, you know, the low 30s at least. But 24 last game, 19 
this game, I'm very curious to see if this is a developing trend. Uh, it definitely appears to be matchup dependent, but I don't know. I don't think you'd want to spend $20 million on a big man and, and trading going all in last season on a big man that is you're not going to get your money's worth and not get the value of, of the trade that was supposed to send us over the top, but that's top for another day. Dennis Schroeder tonight came back down to earth a little bit. He's not a big offensive threat. He had a great game one, but this is what he is. He's not a great offensive player, and if you take away his penetration and force him to live on the perimeter, he didn't shoot particularly bad 2 for 5 from 3, but 3 for 11 overall from the field, you're you're going to have more games like this than not if the shot's not going down, and especially if he's not able to cook in transition and, of course, the struggles in the half-court offense. But 10 points tonight, 10 assists, 2 rebounds, on uh, 3 for 11 shooting, as I mentioned, 2 for 5 for 3 and 2 for 3 from the free throw line. I'm not expecting Dennis to be a huge offensive hub for us, and getting a double-double with 10 assists, he's doing his part, especially if he's going to be struggling this game and it's up to the other guys to step up but with the lack of spacing it's going to be hard for Dennis to find his true impact but I definitely expect him to be better and I definitely do see him bouncing back next game as for our role players coming off the bench like I said Chris Boucher was absolutely stellar down the stretch uh, creating uh, key opportunities and second chance opportunities for the Raptors throughout the game um He's one of the true professionals in the league. Comes in there, does his job whenever his number is called, and he's great at what he does. He's a plus 22, the second highest plus minus outside of OG Adenobi. But he competed, and he will always compete, and he will always bring that energy. Solid game from him. 10 points, 6 rebounds on 3 for 4 shooting, 4 for 5 from the free throw line in 17 minutes. Jalen McDaniels, like I mentioned, continues to struggle, continues to struggle with his outside shot, continues to compete, but struggling to find his value on the court. Uh, no points tonight, three rebounds, one assist, and a steal on 0 for 4 shooting. Uh, Precious Tachua, not as impactful as a game and influential as he was last game, but didn't force it. Continues to stay within himself. Got 8 points, 9 rebounds, 1 assist on 2 for 5 shooting, 1 for 3 from 3, and 3 for 3 from the free throw line. One thing that remains consistent with Precious is effort. You will always get efforts for, from Precious, and there will be offensive growing pains. And I see Precious being a consistent 10-point score at, at minimum this season, and he just missed a mark tonight, but... Continues to play great defense, continues to bring that energy, and there will be some growing pains on the offensive end, but you like the effort, you like that he's healthy, and you like that he's definitely competing. Malachi Flynn didn't play a ton of minutes, but when he did, is struggling to find his value, struggling to find his place. Uh, as a creator, it's not good. He uh, The defenses aren't threatening, aren't threatened by him, and... As an offensive player, playing off-ball, which is something that I suggested, he's not that good a shooter where he's going to strike fear in the defense's hearts. Um, 
I don't know where the Raptors go from here. I don't know where Malachi goes from here. But it's tough to watch. I'm not sure if another team takes a good look at him, if this trend continues to, to, de- to develop for him. Maybe a stint overseas might be on the horizon. I'm not sure. And I don't want to write him off. But this is year four for him. And the Raptors extended him for a reason. Not too sure if they're getting a return. I'm not sure if they are going to get a return. Hopefully, Coach Dargo can find a way to make him impactful. But in the short term, it's hard to envision what his role is on this team. Gary Trent Jr. tonight, much better this game. Not super efficient, but definitely impactful. Hitting big shots down the stretch. Uh, there were a couple possessions where he put the ball on the floor and it looked like it was going to be a turnover, but somehow ended up fighting like a cutting OG for uh, a quarter-ending dunk and continues to play well off of Scotty Barnes, and that's something that was developing from last season. But he's a bucket getter, and he gave the Raptors buckets down the stretch, kind of straight away from him as the game went on, but definitely like what I saw from Gary tonight. 16 points, 5 rebounds, 1 assist, 2 steals, on 6-14 shooting from the field, 3-for-10 from 3, 1-for-4 from the free throw line. That, that could definitely be better. And 36 minutes in, as I mentioned, Grady Dick, only six minutes tonight, took two threes. That's exactly what you want him to do. Not going to pile on a rookie. Uh, Only got one rebound. Definitely interested to see how the Raptors incorporate him as the season goes on. Um, But two minutes here and six minutes here, it's going to be hard. But there is an adjustment period for him. So I could definitely see the Raptors continuing to take their time with the likes of Grady Dick. The Raptors are currently 1-1 in the first two games of the season, and they are traveling back home from Chicago to play host to the 0-1 76ers, the return of Nick Nurse. I imagine the atmosphere is going to be electric. I imagine that the Raptors are going to get up, and I imagine that the Sixers are going to be ready for the Raptors as well, given the history. But I expect a competitive game. I expect... um, a game of runs, to say the least. Um, physical, chippy basketball. You definitely hope that OG will be ready for that because we're definitely going to need all hands on deck with the reigning MVP, Joel Embiid, and company. But I imagine with the Nick Nurse offense, there's going to be a lot of isolation, a lot of Joel Embiid, a lot of runouts. Uh, the Raptors are going to have to be prepared for it all. They're definitely going to have to be more disciplined on defense, and they're definitely going to have to be uh, prepared to create those transition opportunities because uh, I truly believe the Sixers are going to give it right back with the lights of Tyrese Maxey uh, waiting for them on the opposite end. But I think the more sound defensive team and the team that controls the glass and obviously, and clearly stating the obvious, the one that takes care of the basketball is going to come away with the victory. But again, I expect a physical game. I expect a sloppy game. I would be surprised if either team is going to be stellar offensively. I think there's going to be a lot of free throws, a lot of a lot of physicality. But we will see. I imagine that the Raptors are going to be ready to go with the return and 
more than likely Scotiabank Arena is going to be ready for the return of Nikki Nurse. And I'll leave it off there, folks. That is a podcast. Thank you to all listeners new and old for tuning in. I appreciate every single one of you. I wish it was under better circumstances, but let's relax. Let's take a deep breath. It's only two games in, and they are going to be working things out. There are going to be some growing pains, but we continue to have great players on this team. Scotty Barnes is looking to take that leap, definitely on the horizon. And we have a lot of great storylines. Grady Dick is here as well. Let's enjoy the ride. Let's not pile on too early. And Coach Darko is definitely a vibe. He's definitely going to bring that energy, and he's definitely going to have these guys more prepared for game three of the season back at home at Scotiabank Arena and if you have not done so already please subscribe rate and review the podcast it'll mean so much if you take the time to do so and until the next episode everyone please continue to stay healthy and stay safe good people peace